What's up, everybody? Man, so excited to be hanging out with Jason Frazier and one of my really good friends, Danny Harani with Caliber Home Loans. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Danny, Danny has become a very close friend. And I've been very fortunate to know Danny for a couple of years now. And when I was first introduced to Danny, as a matter of fact, uh, Anthony Casa introduced us. And Anthony's one of those guys. I mean, he speaks the world of Danny. So when, when Anthony's saying it, you, you got to listen. But when I first sat down with Danny and I started picking his brain, he is so he's literally probably one of the most knowledgeable people in the entire mortgage industry. Not only knowledgeable, but he's got the proof to back it up. He's been a top originator. He's been on the Scotsman's Guide. Now he's the SVP for Caliber Home Loans over over their non-agency stuff, which we're going to get into. But Danny, man, I cannot thank you. Whoa, hold on. We're getting something here. Hold up, ladies and gentlemen. You got to love doing live because you get interruptions. But Danny, we're excited to be hanging out with you, brother. Awesome, Josh. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, dude, so much fun. And again, you you guys are doing so much, so many great things at Caliber, and we're going to get into that. But what before we get started and really starting to, to go in this direction, there's a lot of noise in the mortgage industry right now, ton of noise. Yeah. And you and I, before we really got, we went live, something you and I were talking about is being able to have LO's focus because there's so many shiny toy objects all over the place, getting distracted on this, getting distracted on that. Where should loan officers really be focused right now? So, I mean, this is going to sound really basic, but they should be, what they really should be focusing on is actual lead generation and and just getting back to the basics of looking to where the customers are and not talking about all the stuff that they don't have. I mean, the time that the the amount of time, and it might just be the the role that I have now, you know, interacting and and solutioning, right? It's kind of skewed in that direction. So I'll I'll give that. But even when I was originating, the propensity for originators to complain about the one thing they don't have versus getting out and getting after it and really picking up the phone, making the calls, doing the things that we all know we need to do to be successful. There's nothing there. This market is very different. And every market is different than the last market. But there are fundamental best practices that are unchanging. And there are things that our clients and our business partners need from us as originators that are unchanging. And understanding that and knowing like so. And what I mean specifically by this is that they just want to feel that they can trust that we're giving them good advice. Right. That as a population, financial service advisors, whatever you want to call yourself, debt planner, um, you know, at loan officer, the responsibility that we serve to the families that we help is extraordinarily important. And if they, if we can get back to knowing what our value truly is to the market and knowing that while rates important, the advice that we give is more important and being able to articulate that in all the noise, that's really what's missing right now. Right. Well, I think a lot of us are saying, well, we're not that thing, right. You know, we're like, we, we, you know, we're, we're going to be the one with the great service or, you know, we're not the, you know, the, the lender that's kind of uh, mailing in our advice from some, you know, remote location. We're local or, you know, whatever it is. We're talking about kind of what we're not instead of what we actually are. Right. And, and, and I think one of the things that that does, it's very hard for, uh, you know, if we're talking human to human, right. It's very hard for a person to say like, okay, like you're not that, I guess I'm not that too. 
But if you can communicate like, hey, I'm a member of your community, right? And I'm here locally to give you high quality advice and I'm part of your tribe and getting the leads built that way, that's what's missing right now uh, in, in the business. I totally agree with that. And you mentioned something that's kind of a hot topic is technology. And there's a lot of companies, a lot of people saying, Loan officers are going to be replaced. In the next five years, loan officers are going to be replaced. What is your take on that? What are your thoughts? Look, I, I personally believe that there's a lot in our industry that can become more efficient. And I think technology is going to be a massive part of us being able to deliver better advice. And in fact, if we look at, at top producers uh, around the country you, you, and you, you interview them, look into what is making them successful, Every single one that I've ever talked to has had a really strong CRM. They've had a really great process that they're disciplined around and they have technology supporting them in some way that they've automated certain parts of their process. Uh, uh, when I had an opportunity to uh, speak at one of the um, AIM um, conferences, I brought up this idea of scalable tasks versus unscalable tasks. And I firmly believe that over time, all scalable tasks will be replaced by a computer. That's things like ordering the 4506T for as long as it's actually needed to, you know, in, in lending, right? Get, get, getting, getting certain documentation reviewed, right? If it can be done by a computer, it will be done by a computer. Yeah. And ultimately, you can divide these up into, into scalable, unscalable, but also into tactical and emotional. Ooh. Tactical work is scalable. And you can and you can make it fast. You can be fast with tasks, right? People, if you try to be fast with them, you will have a negative result. You have to slow down, right? So if you think about, and I'll tell tell you a story about um, uh, my team and I. This is back when I was originating. Uh, we we saw our conversion rate drop. We were at thirty three percent consistently, and it was like literally like thirty three percent. We dropped to 28%. And um, my business partner and I were scratching our head going, what's going on here, right? So we did an A-B test where we um, stopped sending the online application link. Online application link is the perfect example of a scalable event, right? You do not need to be collecting a person's social security number to be an effective originator, right? It's not important to do that. That's a scalable job. You let the computer get all the, pay, the the details so that you can provide advice, right? Seems very intuitive. When we stopped sending the online application link and did a over-the-phone application, conversion rate went back up to 33%. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? This doesn't make any sense, right? This is a scalable event. But what we didn't understand until after doing that test is that the activity that was the scalable activity, getting the application, and the emotional connectivity that that happened during the 1003 interview, right, were overlaid in time, right? Hmm. So I might say to you, hey, Josh, how many years in school do you have? Oh, Danny, I have 16 years in school. No way. Where'd you go to college? Oh, I went to Boulder. My brother-in-law went there. Oh, that's so crazy. What year, right? What, you know, where'd you go to college? What year did you graduate? These are not questions on the 1003, right? That is emotional connectivity that cannot be replaced by a machine, right? Unless we find ways to do that. But at some point, people are, I, I really believe at, at deep down in our core, we just want to be seen. We want to know that our individual story is important. We want somebody to hear our story 
and give us uniquely tailored advice to the things that are important to us and our family. And I don't think an algorithm will ever be able to do that as, as well as somebody who has consequence, right? And what I mean by that, and especially as it relates to the independent mortgage originator or even retail loan officers who, who live and work in their, you know, in, in their communities, right? They have to do a good job because if the loan defaults that they make, it affects their property value and it affects their relationship with somebody that they're going to see at Little League or when they go to the supermarket, right? Because it's a different level of accountability when it's your community that you're lending in, right? And so I think to answer your question specifically, I do not think that emotional work is scalable. So no, technology will never replace the loan officer in that way. It's going to change what we do and it's going to force the industry to consolidate into true expertise. It's not going to allow onesie twosie, you know, it's not going to allow the market will become very efficient. And I'm sure many people that are watching this are not going to be stoked to, to hear this prediction. But <laughs> I believe that this increase in efficiency is going to drive the, the loan commission per unit down which means that in, in order to become, to, to maintain your stable, same level of financial success, you'll need to do more business, which means you'll need to become more efficient. Um, but the, there, there's going to be a, a portion of the population uh, that is um, not going to be able to survive in, a, in an extraordinarily efficient marketplace. No, I totally agree. Like that's one of the things that we were talking, literally before we jumped on here, is we're gonna see, and I know some people aren't gonna want to hear it, but you gotta, you gotta be black and white. Something you gotta, the school of hard knocks and tough love here is you either gotta step up the game, or yeah. it's time to like start looking at other opportunities, start looking outside our space. Because although technology is helping simplify the process, like you said, that relationship, that actually gaining the business, that's the difficult part. That's where we as humans really need to step it up. That community, that tribe feel that you mentioned. That is something where, again, we need to focus our efforts because if we're not right. focused there, we're, we, we could be replaced, easily could be replaced. So I absolutely yeah. agree with you on that. And part of that too, Josh, is that whoever, if you're watching this, you, you probably fall into one of two categories. You know, the first category is you hear this commentary, hey, you know, the market's going to get harder. You know, everything's going to get more difficult. It's going to get difficult, more difficult to acquire leads and more expensive. It's going to get more difficult to convert them and more expensive to convert them. And you're going to make less money for every, every time you go through that maze and win, you're going to make less money than you do today. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like this is terrible, right? And then there's a very small population of people on the other side of this, watching this, that think, good, perfect. I can't wait. Bring it on because I know in that environment and every other environment, I'm gonna win. And yeah. everybody that's putting their head in the sand or saying they're walking over to the next cubicle or the next office going, hey, did you hear Danny Ronnie said things are gonna get harder, what are we gonna do? Like, yeah. you know, pick up the phone, call another realtor, like find, find the business because it's out there. There's infinity business yeah. out there, right? And I think that's it. There is so much business out there. You just can't have the scarcity mindset. No. Like, and that's a, we were talking about that before we got on. And Jason even mentioned that is like, 
you have to, you can't have that scarcity mindset. You have to be willing to collaborate. It's the, the cream is going to rise as it always does. So you have to be willing to collaborate, share ideas, which Shred is all about. Having guys like you who are willing to take the time out of their busy day and share these tactics. These are, guys, if you're watching this right now, these are the tactics. These are the things that you can actually implement that are going to help you rise to the top. You can either do what Danny's saying and actually implement it, or you can be that guy who throws her or gal who throws her head in the sand, like, oh, well, you know, it's not going to affect me. It is going to affect you no matter what. You can't hide from it. So, Josh and Jason, I'll say one thing about this, the scarcity mindset, it, just to, to counter, because look, I first want to say I completely believe in that statement. There's infinity business, and it's so important to see that the daily activities and discipline around those daily activities will, will, it will, will be what get you the consistent business. Yeah. That said, the those moments in time right now where those deals are coming and the price competition is hard. The customer loyalty is seems very low uh, because of just the nature of, of how we, we've been doing business for so long is not really translating into the trust and, and loyalty that that it will in the future. And just necessarily we'll have to get to a place where, where that's the case. That in the moment when you lose a deal, it feels like there was no other loan on the earth that you could possibly get, right? It's like a getting just gut shot, right? So that happens enough times in a row. And even the very, very best originators out there, you know, it takes a psychological toll and you, you know, getting into a process of resetting and just understanding that, you know, you're going to win, right? If you keep after it, like somebody else who got, you know, kicked in the gut 15 times stopped and you're going to, and then somebody else took 16, you just need to get to whatever it is so that you're the last person standing and then you get all the business, right? And just being committed to that. You got to have tough skin right now. You got to be willing to take a few punches and get back up, right? Right. And and another thing that I'll, I'll say on, on this topic is that, you know, the, the best way, so part of this kind of tribal commentary, right, is that you need to have value for the tribe, right? If, if you're, if we're going into a, a, a kind of a, higher level of competition type model specialization is is the way to win so while it is true right that even if the market drops 50 percent, which is not going to but if it did drop 50 percent for you individually in your market there is more business than you could ever get right as an individual loan officer so by definition there's there's kind of infinite in a micro sense infinite business for that one person to just to just go out and get but there's still other people hunting in that same forest, right? And there and there is a limited amount of food in, in fact. So specializing and leveling up your skill, being able to communicate and be closer to your clients. So it's kind of two, two sides of things. And, and it doesn't matter how you build one or the other, but trust in my opinion comes from two fundamental sources. One is value and the other is relationship. And the good evidence of this is, you know, I, I had a friend of mine who's a, a realtor and they, were, they had a, a client, super, super long-term client, had, had bought three, four homes with them. And then when they went to list their most recent house, they listed it with their new mother-in-law who was in Washington state and I live in California. So 
that that it was absolutely impossible for the person in Washington state to provide as much value as an established trusted realtor, but the relationship was different, right? They'd assume, and this is what they actually said. They said, Hey, I just assumed I had them. So I had let them go a little bit. And then the home was listed. I hadn't, I wasn't close to them. I let the relationship diminish. And this person who produced no value relative to this expert realtor, local realtor still got the business, right? So it's important for us to focus on both sides of that equation, but I'm gonna specifically talk about the value side of things right now. The days are gone where we can be order takers as, as originators because there is a better order taker out there and they have Super Bowl commercials and you do not, right? Yeah. They have national advertising and you do not. If you wanna take orders, you've lost that game, right? If you want yeah. to be an advisor and a planner and actually take the time to hear the stories and tailor advice and find corner case solutions that are truly going to serve a family, that's how you're going to win this game. 100%. I'll, tell you another, I'll tell you another story and then I'll let you ask your questions because I feel like I've been talking the whole time. Uh, we had a, a, a um, situation uh, up in uh, or a, a preferred loan in uh, Pacific Northwest area and it was a $2 million loan, 40% down, A plus credit, doctor, just crusher client. And the originator's reaction to it was, I'm toast here. I'll do all the work, I'll get them pre-approved, I'll, I'll call the listing agent um, and, and tell them how great the borrower is, tell them they're as good as cash, get them get their offer accepted in a, in a very tart, tight inventory marketplace. And as soon as they go to wire their earnest money deposit in, um, the money center bank teller is gonna send them over to the person that was serving coffee two weeks ago and they're gonna steal the deal, right? Because they have a half lower interest rate. This is literally the, the whole story just flashed in front of their eyes and they were like, I've already lost, right? Right. Recognize that the referral partner in this case, uh, the, the business partner on it was a uh, financial planner. Call a financial planner. Hey, have you ever thought about doing 5% down for this client, right? 100,000 out of the account instead of 800,000 out of the account? Financial planner goes, hmm. That sounds like a pretty good idea. Let me look into those numbers, right? Sure. Crunch the numbers and they find out that the increased interest expense is over a million bucks. Oh. By putting 5% down, right? So, yep. geez, that's brutal. You're going to yep. pay an extra million dollars in interest. Turns out the opportunity cost, which is the lost gains on the money taken out of the account, plus what would have been paid in capital gains tax from extracting the, the additional 700000 out of the account, was going to translate to over five million dollars, right? So yeah. you look at you, you're that's being a true asset, right? Yeah. That is a business partner. That's somebody that served the client. They just saved them four million dollars in net worth by telling them, "Don't pay this low payment. Pay this high payment." And here's what's going to happen when you pay the high payment: you're going to make four million dollars, right? Who yeah. says no to that? Right. That's what we need more of. Right. Uh, And and that's and to to just kind of do my final um, comment around this. That's one of the main reasons why I transitioned from originating into this role that I have now in this, you know, kind of specialty lending division of caliber home loans, because I feel like that is the cutting edge area where solutions can be created and story lending, common sense lending can kind of come back into the picture. 
Yeah, that's a that that's amazing, and that and you can't be so more right on about that is really looking at the bigger picture and seeing the whole board when someone's dealing with a situation like that. Uh, right when we before we got on, we talked a little bit about, or you had mentioned a little bit about personal development. So one thing that I want to ask you, coming from a top producer, is how how much personal development time a month should loan officers be spending on themselves? Oh man, that is a tough question as, as much as you can, right? So however much you think you have available to you, uh, double that and do that. And you're going to find you actually have more, more time. You, you will make the time. In fact, if you do it well, right. And kind of focus yourself in the right areas, you're going to have more energy. And yeah. so here's the thing. I don't believe that time management is really what we need, right? Cause we all have ton of time, right? And you, I, I guarantee you, if you audit your day, um, <laughs> if you audit your day and you actually um, check how often you're working, um, actually, I, I um, there was a, a great quote by uh, Darren Hardy, where he said that when he first started as a, a realtor in, this, uh, in the Bay Area, he put a stopwatch around his neck and he would, every time he would go knock on the door, cold calling on houses, he would start it and then talk to them. They'd say, you know, go pound sand, he'd stop it. And he ended up, and I can't remember the exact number, but it was something like his all-in time actually working was under 30 minutes the first day he did it, right? Wow. So I say, and look, I, I, that may be a little bit of an extreme example, but I, I, the reason I'm saying this is I guarantee you if you're watching this, you're not maximizing your, your time in the day. And the reason is you don't have the energy to do it, right? We only have so much gas in the tank before we just go like, oh my gosh, Either the quality of our work goes down because we just don't have the gas or we just physically say, you know what, I'm calling it quits today. So yes. part of what personal development has done for me and coaching and mindset work and, you know, all these other stuff that I, I'm passionate about and everybody has to kind of get on their own journey is that it's helped me manage my energy better and pick the things that to do in the right order so that I can get them all done in a day and be pr more productive, like 1% more productive than the next person, Right. And sometimes that's all it takes to over time compound into something that's really powerful. I was going to say, dude, that's all it takes. That extra 1%, 1% better than your competitor. Like that 1% makes the yeah. difference. So you win. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win by one point or a hundred points. Yeah. You win. Yeah. And my favorite quote, people give me shit about it. My favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Fast and the Furious, the original one. I know it sounds stupid. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. Like there, it doesn't matter the span. You just have to be that much better than your competitor. You're going to win. Like it's just, just crazy mindset. So real quick, I want to finish Jason's thought here. You mentioned you basically turned your car, you've turned your personal development into a university in the car. You're listening to personal development books. What's your, what book are you listening to right now? Um, right now I'm actually, uh, my coach assigned me a book called becoming supernatural, which is a very, very interesting book. I, uh, and, um, it, it's, I would say it's in a chain of, of books that you'd want to read before jumping into that one. Cause it's pretty heavy. Nice. Um, if, yeah. If I was going to rec recommend a book, you know, just kind of, uh, oh my gosh, actually now it's so hard. But one of my favorite books to recommend is, uh, extreme ownership. Uh, oh, Jocko and Leif, man, yeah. awesome. You can't awesome. go wrong with those guys. Actually, if you have if you have kids, uh, uh, you know, really from from four to maybe twelve, thirteen. Um, Jocko wrote a book called Way of the Warrior Kid. There's actually a series. His son uh, um, Thor reads the book, freaking Crusher books. Um, yeah. And now my kids are now when we drive around. So my kids see me doing it. Now they have their own like personal development stuff. We listen to we listen to uh, Way of the Warrior Kid in the car. 
Dude, that's legit. That's so cool. You got to teach them young, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Start early. Dude, that's so cool. So, Danny, I know we've been sitting, we've been talking for a while now. We appreciate your time, but I want to end with this as we always do. And again, if you're joining us live, we got a lot of people joining us live. Make sure you comment hashtag shred if you're here live with us right now. And if you're on the replay, make sure you comment hashtag hustle if you're, again, that's for the replay. But, Danny, let's end with this. Everybody watching right now, what would you challenge them to go out and do? Stop. You've given us some incredible words of wisdom, some incredible expertise and advice. What do they need to go out and do to really get that 1% up on their competition? So what I would recommend doing right now is, uh, you know, if you're watching this, assuming you're a loan officer in some capacity, call one of the agents that is in a transaction with you right now that that you've never done business with and ask them how you're doing. Love it. Simple. That's crazy, right? It's just that simple, but getting that type of feedback, it's it's powerful. Powerful. Guys, that's an awesome challenge by Danny. Go and do it right now. Just call him up. Say, hey, how am I doing? Get some good feedback. Whether it's good or bad, you can learn from it. I guarantee somebody just said, oh, shit, I'm scared. Like, I don't know about that. (laughs) Get outside your comfort zone. Get over that fear and just go and do it. So, Danny, I cannot thank you enough. You and Caliber Homeowners are doing some incredible things. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon, brother. Really appreciate you. Thank you guys for what you're doing as well. Um, creating this community and a space for, for all, all of us to share our ideas. Uh, it, it's just awesome. So thank you guys. Thanks, brother. Really Thanks, appreciate Danny. you. I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you and everybody watching. Make sure every day you show up, you hustle, and you repeat it every day. Later, guys. Have a great day.